Hello, 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 my Liddy loves. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to When We're Poetic with your hosts, Storm and Keith. I have to say, I always say it, this is a podcast about a black king and queen coming together to discuss and dissect literature. We are in a whole new year. Hello, 2022. Oh my God, I can't believe like we're halfway through january already yeah. i felt like I, I i really felt like i just bought a new year um i can't believe it uh a whole lot of people did not make it to 2022 i'm gonna take a moment and just uh just have a moment of gratitude right there right also it's been 12 months of you all getting to know us 12 months of when we're poetic i am very very proud of this right <laughs> um i'm gonna credit this episode's topic to my co-host keith hello sir um, you might have heard him mention the exploration of the importance of names in our community on a prior episode. I don't remember which episode. Do you remember? No. I don't know. I remember you mentioning it, and I kind of pinned it, so I got it from you. Um, I, too, believe discussing. I believe in discussing the importance of names, especially in the black community. It's a great way to start the year. Um, it's a great way to get our for our second year of podcasting whoop, whoop. Mm. but first and foremost let's get into these greetings y'all um keith how are you better <laughs> how are you <laughs> that's a good description sir better um i am doing wonderful great i'm glad to hear it i'm doing wonderful <laughs> what you eat last the last thing I had was um, Chipotle. It was catered, oh. um, which was really nice. I had finally convinced certain people to that ac- I'm around accommodate. to accommodate my vegan lifestyle. And now everybody likes sofritos. So, mm. yeah, wanted to give a little thank you. And they were like, oh, we could do sofritos again. We sure can. Yes. We sure can. Um, so, yes, I had me some Chipotle. It was okay. bomb. What about you? I had some okra and potatoes. Okra and potatoes? Dang, that sounds good. Mm. That sounds really good. It was good. Oh. Wow. How, when's the last time you slept? How long did you sleep? I slept... Hmm. Six hours. Six hours? Okay. It was, pretty, it was okay. Nice. I didn't want to go to work. So I uh, guess that's a good, a good thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> How did you sleep? Uh, I did not sleep well. Mm. <laughs> I will put that out there. Um, I yeah, I was for the nighttime. Um, the last time I slept, I probably slept like maybe. Ugh, I might have slept three hours. Um, so I'm up. <laughs> you tired? Right <laughs> I am up though. I am up. Okay. Up. I'm up and let's I'm get stuck. Into it. Yes, let's get into it. Um, Today we will be covering an article. It was found in a New Yorker. It's written by Maria Konikova um, in a poem entitled Give Your Daughters Difficult Names by Asetu Chango. I hope I got that right. (laughs) Speaking of the importance of names, right? And so we're going to start off with um, Miss Konikova's article. Mm. Did you want me to read it? You want? Me? Yeah, they're both women. I could do it. Um, this is gonna be why it's entitled 
Why Your Name Matters. And this is from December 19th, 2013, right? I'm only going to be reading a snippet of this article, not the whole thing. Um, so if you, you know, you got the name of the, of the article, y'all. If y'all want to read the whole thing, go ahead, knock yourself out. So I'm going to start in the middle where it says, In 2004, the economists Marianne Bertrand and Sun Hill created 5,000 resumes in response to job ads posted in the classifieds in Chicago and Boston newspapers using Massachusetts birth certificates from between 1974 and 1979. Bertrand and Mulligan determined which names appeared at a high frequency in one race but at a low frequency in another, creating groups of what they termed white-sounding names like Emily Walsh and Greg Baker, and black-sounding names like Lakeisha Washington and Jamal Jones. They also created two types of candidates, a higher-quality group with more experience and a more complete profile, and a lower-quality group with some obvious gaps in employment or background. They sent two resumes from each qualification group to every employer, one with a black-sounding name and the other with a white-sounding name. One. That's in quotations, by the way. Yes, black sounding and white sounding, quote unquote. A total of four uh, CVs per employer. They found that the white sounding candidates received 50% more callbacks and that the advantage a resume with a white sounding name had over a resume with a black sounding name was roughly equivalent to eight more years of work experience. An average of one in every 10 white resumes receive a callback versus one of every 15 black resumes. Names, in other words, send signals about who we are and where we are from. These findings have been demonstrated internationally as well. A Swedish study compared immigrants who had changed their Slavic, Asian, or African names, such as Kovacevic and Mohammed, to more Swedish-sounding... Kovacevic. Kovacevic or Mohammed to more Swedish-sounding or neutral ones like Lindbergh and Johnson, the economists Mahmoud Arai and Peter Skogman Thursey from Stockholm University found that this kind of name change substantially improved earnings. The immigrants with new names made an average of 26% more than those who chose to keep their names. The effect of name signaling, what name says about ethnicity, religion, social sphere, and socioeconomic background may begin long before someone enters the workforce. In a study of children in Florida, uh, in a Florida school district conducted between 1994 and 2001, the economist David Filgio, Figlio <laughs> demonstrated that a child's name influenced how he or she was treated by the teacher and that differential treatment in turn translated to test scores. Figlio isolated the effects of students' names by comparing sibling back same backgrounds and different names. Children with names that were linked to low socioeconomic status or being black as measured by the approach used by Bertrand and Mulligan were met with lower teacher expectations. Unsurprisingly, they then promoted more poorly than their counterparts, their counterparts with non-black higher status names. Figlio found, for instance, that a boy named Demarcus is estimated to have one, 
1.1 national percentile point lower math and reading scores than with his brother named Dwayne. All else equal, and DeMarcus would in turn have three quarters of a percentile ranking higher test scores than his brother named Daquan. Conversely, children with Asian sounding names, also measured by birth record frequency, were met with higher expectations and were more frequently placed in gifted programs. The economist Stephen Levitt and Roland Fryer looked at trends in names given to black children in the United States from the 1970s to the early 80s. They discovered that names which sound more distinctively black became over time ever more reliable signals of social economic status. <clears throat> Excuse me. That status in turn affected a child's subsequent life outcome, which meant that it was possible to see a correlation between names and outcomes, suggesting a name effect similar to what was observed in 1948 Har in the 1948 Harvard study. But when Levitt and Fryer controlled for the child's background, the name effect disappeared, strongly indicating that outcomes weren't influenced by intrinsic qualities of the name itself. As Simonson notes, names tell us a lot about who you are. In the 1948 study, the majority of the uncommon names happened to be last names used as first names, a common practice among upper-class white families at the time. Those names, too, served as a signal, but in this case, as one of privilege and entitlement. Perhaps their unsuccessful bearers thought that they could get by without much work, or they could expose neurosis that they would otherwise try to hide. We see a name implicitly associate different characteristics with it and use that association, however unknowingly, to make unrelated judgments about the competence and suitability of its bearer. The relevant question may not be what's in a name, but rather what signals does my name send and what does it imply? End of article. That was a lot. Couple studies in there. Um, let's get into it. So this is going to be from Maria Konikova, Russian-American author. She's a white woman. Um, I could not find um, black authors um, referencing research and, and the effects of um, the importance of names. If anyone knows of anything, please send them my way. <laughs> Um, but yes, she's a Russian-American author, television producer, and professional poker player. Um, born 1984. Could not find a birthday for her, but she's still alive, so we do not have a zodiac sign. Boo. Uh. She's born in Moscow, Russia. Moved to the U.S. at four years old. Earned a Ph.D. from Columbia University. She's penned many articles. Um, and she became a professional poker player after researching game theory for her latest book, which I thought was a cute little fun fact, right? Mm. The themes in this uh, article that uh, called out to me was name signaling as a term meaning what your name actually tells people when they hear it. Uh, this is the first time I've come across this term, name signaling. I will be using it in the future. Um, job opportunities for people with black names. <laughs> and um, the question at the end of the article, which we will go over. Um, but let's see. I did want to highlight that when they said um, they found that the white sounding candidates received 50% more callbacks and that the advantage that the advantage um, 
a resume with white sounding name had over a resume with a black sounding name was roughly equivalent to eight more years of work experience. Um, I was actually uh, impressed to find the research that backed this because I've heard about like the disparity in names since I was a child. I think we all have. And um, to me, it was always a common joke in the black community. What's it? What do you mean it? The disparity in names. Disparity in black sounding names versus white sounding names in terms of your work experience and how people view you in the workforce. Mm -hmm. um, that was always a joke where I grew up, where it's like, you know, you can't, you know, no one's ever going to call you when they see your resume. Like if you have a certain type of name, mm. black name, <laughs> and it was always a joke um, that, you know, whatever, you know, Deontay is not ever going to get a job versus someone who names their child. Um, Derek. Bill. Derek. Yeah. There you go. Um, so uh, the fact that they could actually do um, research to show that <laughs> a white sounding name actually gave was like the equivalent to eight years of work experience in terms of like the callbacks you receive mm -hmm. and the recognition that you get was wow. Like, again, to me, it was always something that we joked about, but this is actually a very serious um, effect mm -hmm. on people's lives. Right now, moving on down. Where it says names and others, in other words, send signals about who we are and where we are from. Mm. Again, I think it's common knowledge, but just like the prior comment I just made, I don't think we um, often think about the gravity of that and what that means in terms of what our names are signaling to people, right? And to this world, people that we interact with. Um, I'm going to come down to this last line. When I said the last question of the... the um, last line of the article which was a question and when she says what signal does my name um the relevant question may not be what's in a name but rather what signal does my name send and what does it imply right because i hear that a lot in terms of it's just a name it's just a name what's the big deal um again i think i've already shared my background i've changed my name legally and i've heard this so many times it's just a name what was the big deal you know what i mean and this is this question. <laughs> if I could just like hold a car, give people like little professional cars if whenever they ask me that, what signal does my, it's not about what's in a name, but rather what signal does my name send and what does it imply, right? And in my personal experience, it was not, um, I was not in tune with what signals that name was sending and what it was implying. And so it had to be changed. <laughs> um, what about you? What are your thoughts and impressions on this article? I think it already, it's it states the obvious. I mean... You agree with it? You don't agree with it? It's you not know? about agreeing. It's just a fact. It's, these are facts. These are facts, but I mean, this is research. Numbers, the thing about research is I can make numbers, you can make numbers do anything. You can I mean, make I just saw somebody on, well, just a full disclosure, I'm, I'm working on an, an audio book for kids. And one particular, I'm just going to give, give, I got to say, there's one particular person as a narrator that submitted her um, audio clip to narrate the audio book, right? Mm -hmm. Guess what her name is? Just take a guess. It's a drink. It's a drink? Is it Hennessy? Nope. <laughs> is it Alize? Nope. Starts with a T. It's not tequila. It is tequila. <laughs> I think that's cute, though. It's not. <laughs> 
audio book. You was were you you was being this judgy. This is her name. Were you being judgy? This is her. You think her name is cute? Mm-hmm. Tequila is cute for a child. People name their child Brandy. Is that better? I think Brandy's cute too. This is from the person who says she has convictions about names. I ha- I do have convictions about names. Pause. I do. What you trying to so say? So anyway. Speak your piece, brother. I found that interesting in hearing that today. And we have a podcast today. We're doing a post, not a post, but a, a subject about names. And uh, what does that imply? I mean, what does that say? What was the entire name? Tequila. Well, I guess don't, Sunrise. don't put her name. Does it matter? I was going to say, don't, don't say her whole name. Um, but Tequila for an audio book? I don't. That's her name. That's her actual name. What the signal that sends to me is that she's a fun girl. And I'd be disappointed if she was boring. That's very interesting. To, to, so if to her hear, voice was her someone voice. someone who changed her name mm-hmm. to something else, I found that very interesting. Yes. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying. Some, I found it interesting. I, I think you can elaborate on what you find so interesting. I'm just saying. Anything else that speak out to you? Cause you, you, <laughs> you, you, you trying to go there? Like we could go there. Go where? I don't know. You trying to go somewhere? I'm like I'm right here. I'm, I'm we talking. Okay. All right. I felt like you had something else. You want I just felt like you had something else to say. You want some? Is there any other themes? Any other impressions from this piece that spoke to you, my brother? We can box all day, sir. Talking about, sir. But like I said, um, yeah, this is interesting because it it tells, doesn't tell a story. It just tells the, uh, it it states the fact about how, you know, what we're labeled, I guess. That's, that's kind of harsh, but your, your label is with you all your life and how that affects you and how the, the, the ripple effect of, you know, that beginning of your natural life as a baby carries with you throughout your life and how people act around you and how people carry energy. act, you know, with you and around you and regard you and reference you. So it, it's um, interesting to, to see this in black and white. That's what I was going to say. Okay. All right. If that's all you have, I'm going to move on to the um, poem. Right. Po- 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 poem that I have. Um, you ready? Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. So we're going to move on down to the star. Well, I don't want to say a star show, but y'all know I love poetry. So um, this is going to be Give Your Daughters Difficult Names by Asetu Shango. I think I got it right. Right? So it's going to start out with a quote. Give your daughters difficult names. Names that command the full use of the tongue. Name, my name makes you want to tell me the truth. My name does not allow me to trust anyone who cannot pronounce it right. Warson Shire. Let's move on down. Many of my contemporaries, role models, but especially ancestors, have a name that brings the tongue to worship. Names that feel like ritual in your mouth. I don't want a name said without pause, muttered without intention. I am through with names that leave me unmoved. Names that leave the speaker's mouth unscathed. I want a name like fire, like rebellion, like my hand gripping master's whip. I want a name from before the ships, uh, a name Donald Trump might choke on. 
I want a name that catches you in the throat if you say it wrong. And if you're afraid to say it wrong, then I guess you should be. I want a name only the brave can say. A name that only fits right in the mouth of those who love me right. Because only the brave can love me right. A Setu Shango is the name you take when you are tired of burying your jewels under thick layers of suit and self-doubt. A Setu, the light. Shango, the pickaxe. So that people must mine your soul just to get your attention. If you have to ask why I changed my name, it is already too far beyond your comprehension. Call me Callus, but with a name like Shango, I cannot afford to tread lightly. You go hard or you go home, and I am centuries and ships away from any semblance of a homeland. I am a thief's poor bookkeeping skills away from any source of ancestry. I am blindly collecting the shattered pieces of a continent much larger than my comprehension. I hate explaining my name to people, their eyes peering over my journal, looking for a history they can rewrite. Ask me what my name means. What the fuck does your name mean, Linda? Not every word needs an English equivalent in order to have significance. I am done folding myself up to fit your stereotype, your black friend your headline, your African queen meme, your hurt feelings, your desire to learn the rhetoric of solidarity without the practice. I do not have time to carry your alley ship. I am trying to build a continent, a country, a home. My name is the only thing that I have that is unassimilated and I'm not even sure that I can call it mine. The body is a safeless place if you do not know its name. A setu is what it sounds like when you are trying to bend a syllable into a home with shaky shutters, the wind whistling through your empty, I feel empty. There is no safety in a name, no home in a body. A name is honestly just a name. A name is honestly just a ritual. And it still sounds like reverence. And that is give your daughters difficult names. Mm. Come on, a setu. Come on. All right, here we have a black woman, y'all. Asetu Shango, um, poet, community activist, mental health professional, and filmmaker. I could not find a birth date, so no zodiac sign. Why are these people doing this to me? She's a spoken word artist. Y'all know I love that. Shout out to all my spoken word artists out there. Um, she have uh, TED Talks that have sold out. And she's a poet laureate of Aurora, Colorado, right? The themes that stand out to me in this piece is um, the use of names as a silent protest and a voice for the black um, diaspora. That those, those really stuck out to me uh -huh. in this piece. I'm going to start with, uh, so in the beginning, the quote by Warson Shire. Um, she's a Kenyan-born Somali British writer. Um, her poem, she became really popular. I think she was probably before then, but she became really, really popular when she, uh, the, if y'all know Beyonce's Lemonade album, that was her poetry. And I love that album. Go Bay. Um, let's go on down, uh, to my favorite lines, my favorite parts. Cause this, uh, I feel like this is kind of like the, um, article, like a self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. So I have, um, just a couple good pieces. When she says a name Donald Trump might choke on, <laughs> I love that. Um, and uh, it spoke to me, especially because I have a son with a unique name. And I absolutely love to have people pause and take their time 
to acknowledge and, and pronounce his name and like get it right. Um, so like this fair that I might choke on your name or whatever, like he has one of those names and I just love those moments. Like, yeah, take it, take it in. It's not even that difficult of a name, but it's just different. Um, coming down to, uh, I want a name only the brave can say a name that only fits right. Oh, hold on. Verse. I want a name that the brave can say. Um, yes, a name that only fits right in the mouth of those who love me right, because only the brave can love me right. Um, I want to take some time to acknowledge, like, traditionally in, like, in tribes, like, your name, African tribes, your name served as a protective measure. Like, because everybody knows, like, Africa has so many different dialects, but the dialect of your people, there are some dialects, like, not anyone can say it. Like, you had to grow up in that culture to like be able to say someone's name. Um, I know yeah, I, I don't know the language name, but like when they be clicking with their tongues and certain things, certain ways that they say things, um, no one can just come out the blue and claim to know you or your family. No one can just put your name in something because they can't even speak it. You right. understand? Um, so when she says like, it fits right in the mouths of those who love me right, like those are your people, your people who love you right, right? Um, Coming on down to uh, when she kind of identifies her name. And she says, Asetu, uh, the light in Django. Shango, sorry, the pickaxe. Like, her first name is lighting the way. Like, I love kind of how, like, she kind of made a, a formula a little bit, you know? Like, so her first name, who, excuse me, her first name will be, like, what lights the way of her journey. And then Shango, her last name is like is a pickaxe, which is like a tool, right? Used to build, used to defend yourself. Um, names are so powerful. So when you think of again of surnames, that's usually like just just uh, describing it as a pickaxe just spoke to me. Like it's so powerful. Um, you know, does your name light your way, right? Is your last name one that you can build with? Is it a tool, right? I love. Um, I feel like those are it's just those lines make it a great starting point for anyone who is um, thinking of giving something, someone a name, right? And just, just of getting you to a starting place. Coming on down, when she says, if you have to ask why I changed my name, it's already too far beyond your comprehension. Now this y'all is going to be my favorite line. Um, <laughs> because again, I can personally identify because people have asked me why I've changed my name so many times. I, even the judge who had to legally sign off on my name change called me. I don't remember that. I was on spring break, y'all. Um, vacation. It called me and was like, are you sure that you want to do this? Which is not a common thing. I'm not supposed to call you and ask you. Um, but I guess he was very concerned. <laughs> mm. um, and again, if you, if I had to like ask if you had to ask why like it's beyond your comprehension right then it's i like i'm on to like bigger issues like my issue was already like why i have to pay the government to change my name <laughs> like i was on that <laughs> frequency i'm like you want to watch my name i'm trying to figure out why i gotta pay for this right um so there was that i love that line um Call me callous, but with a name like Shango, I cannot afford to tread lightly. Again, I have a strong, strong, uh, everyone who knows me personally knows I have, I have strong feelings about surnames and family names and legacy. 
and how that can be a determinant factor in your life in terms of your spirit, soul, and your journey. Um, so yeah, so when you have a certain type of last name, everybody who has a certain type of last name can relate to that. You're not being able to afford to tread lightly. Um, coming on down to, I am blindly collected. I am blindly collecting the shattered pieces of a continent much larger than my comprehension. I hate explaining my name to people, their eyes peering over my journal, looking for a history that they can rewrite. Uh, how relatable is this y'all? That's rough. Like, it's, it's, so I'm going to tell y'all, originally I wanted an African name. However, there was not an African name that I could identify with. Like I just could not identify with an African name. Um, and I felt so much at the time, I felt like so much disappointment about this because I had to be true to myself. I'm not just going to pick an African, you know what I mean? I'm not just going to pick an African name just to pick one, but I just couldn't identify with one. And it's, it just reminded me, right? Like it echoes the pain of what she said, the shattered pieces of a continent. Like it just echoed like the distance, you know what I'm saying? Um, it just speaks to the shattered pieces of my history. And I'm reminded in that moment, um, of how, like, I, I could not identify with an African name and how far I was from my people, my origin, and why that was, right? Um, so, yeah, de definitely. Um, I'm done folding myself up to fit your stereotype. Your black friend, your headline, your African queen meme, your hurt feelings, like this, ugh. Yeah, this is definitely a good line right here because one thing about me, my name, it doesn't fit any stereotypes. And after I had packed away that little disappointment about not being able to identify with an African name, I fell in love with the fact that my name does not identify with any stereotypes. I, and I, think, I love I think this part of the that. poem actually, um, it's not actually just um, connected to the the subject of this poem being about names. Talk when she says, I'm done folding myself up to fit your stereotype, that can apply in your regular life. And making a choice to not to do that. Making a choice not to fit in. Making yeah. a choice not to uh, go along just because you know, the the status quo is that you should be making somebody else feel good because you want to fit in type. You fit into a box. You fit into where they want to place you. You know, yeah. making sure your hair ain't nappy. <laughs> Ugh. Mm. You, trying, uh, you trying to go deep? I'm you, you, trying, you trying to go deep? Like, That's what, hey. <laughs> what you trying she to... Say, she didn't say assimilate, did she? No, okay. no. She was just saying like she's just done folding herself to fit a stereotype, like which is the same thing. And when you hear her name, I say to Shango, like it speaks for itself, like it it just go, bodes well. Your hurt feelings. Now, you, I don't know if anybody really understands what that means, but tell. Them. I'm done folding myself up to fit your stereotype your, and your hurt feelings. That means I'm done with not accepting what's important to me. Yeah. I'm done with not accepting what's important to me at the expense of what I'm feeling. 
so that you can feel better. Being shamed into submission. I'm done accepting that my feelings are worth less just because you feel fill in the blank. X, Y, and Z. I dig. Okay. <laughs> Moving on down to I'm trying to build a continent, a country, a home. Um, when she says that, again, speaking of black people, like whether you change your name, whether you, whether you didn't change your name, like many of us are building huh? from scratch in if you just sit with it just a little bit, I am trying. That could be a a word prompt, a, like a, a essay prompt. Like, I am trying to build a continent, dot, dot, dot. Do you know how heavy that statement is? Like, do you know what that means? Again, and we're building from scratch a country, a home. And many of us are starting with one like many of for many of us one of the first things that we start with is our our names which which was one of the first things that was taken from us honestly um so imagine a task the task of that so i can understand it, it just kind of helps you understand all the stuff she's saying before right when she was like i'm done folding myself to fit your stereotype your headline like i'm busy I'm trying to build a continent. Uh, we got things to do. You know what I mean? Um, I love that. And moving on down to the last line of the poem. When she says, um, you know, uh, there is no safety in a name, no home in a body. A name is a name. A name is honestly just a name. A name is honestly just a ritual. And it still sounds like reverence, right? And it may seem like she's bouncing around, but no, like it's just, it's just so profound that she's basically saying that something so simple as a name, right? Because a name is just a name, right? But it's a ritual. It's something that's so simple, yet so powerful, right? And so it still sounds like reverence. Um, I love that she ended it that way. It, I felt like she ended it softly. Mm. Like it's it's still you know what I'm saying, it's still a heart that's beating. Like it's still life, a life force. Um, so I definitely, uh, I think that's it. Those are my impressions for that poem. Mm -hmm. What about you? What stuck out to you? What you like? What you didn't like? Well, the contrast. I'm just thinking about the contrast of the poem and the article before. And uh, if we're tying both of them together, in the first article is talking about the effects of a of a name, mm -hmm. and then the poem is talking about not worrying about the effects of a name. Is she though? Is she saying not to worry, I'm, or you mean not talking, to worry about those talk, specific effects? I'm talking about the effects of what somebody else thinks. Okay. Okay. That's the choice that she's making. It's like with, a little warrior cry. With, with the name that she has. Yeah. I just find that interesting to contrast. Or, or a battle cry, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely love that because she, and then she's like, a name Donald Trump might choke on. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A name that catches you in the throat if you say it wrong. Like, I, again, when I was first coming to terms with like 
my wokeness, right? Um, I wanted a name like that, like a Setu Shango. But it just did not come to me, y'all. I prayed, I searched, I researched. It just wouldn't come to me. Um, and so I just went with the name I already had. Well, the nickname, I guess, <laughs> I already had. And then, you know, I took, you know, my brother, Frederick Douglass. I just took on that legacy. But, yeah, um, when I hear names, like African names like that, oh, I love it. I love it. I love exactly what she's saying. Like, and names that that leave the speaker's mouth like, like unscathed. Like a name like Fire. Ugh, hmm. I like that. You know what I mean? Um, the name that kind of introduces you when you step into the room. But yeah, anything else? You, no. Are you saying you like that contrast between the um, article and the poem? No, I'm saying it's a, it's a. It's a notable contrast. Okay. Because, like I said, the 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 article speaks about the the effects of a name that is, um, non secular. Mm-hmm. In a society that's controlled, mm-hmm. and then the poem speaks about a name that's not given, but claimed. Yeah. And the power of a name by someone who decides to claim it, not because it fits a societal norm. I I'm just glad find you that caught that. That was intentional. I know what I'm doing. That was intentional. All right, brother. I'm just saying, I'm glad you caught it. All right. Um, so are we ready to rate it? Sure. All right. So what you want to rate the article, Why Your Name Matters? We doing signs now. Um, I'm give it. I'm gonna give it three. Okay. I'm give it three. Okay. It's 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 it does the job, and it states the states the case for. Unfortunately, what people of color feel. Already. Already. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a three too. Yeah. Only because I do love. I'm a sucker for good research. Um. But I'm also one of those people that want you to be like, I say to Shango and say, forget all that. <laughs> forget them. Claim what's yours, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with that three as well. What do you think about a say to Shango's? Give your daughters difficult names. How many stars is it? Of sons is it? It's out of five. Out of five? Yeah. You know, came into the new year forgetting everything. <laughs> I'm gonna give that a five. I'm gonna give it a five too. It's definitely. Uh, I'm definitely gonna give it a five with pretty, a name like a say to Shango. Like, come on powerful. now, is it's. I love it. It spoke to a lot of. It answered a lot of. Um, I feel like I should just give that phone to people when they ask me about my name. Like it, it just answers a lot. So. Alright, we got three stars, five stars. I love it. Mm. Um, you ready for the bar segment? Bars. Oh, let's do it then. Lyrical bars that are impressive. We both come up with one and you know, we decide if it's bars or not. And if the line is so dope and prolific, then we agree that it gets a mic drop, right? So you wanna go first? You go first. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um Puffy. Mm. <laughs> 
going to go with Puffy specifically, not, um, well, for the song, but I'm going to go with I Need a Girl featuring Loon. Everybody remember that song. <laughs> and that part where she was like, I had a girl, I had a girl that would have died for me, didn't appreciate her, so I made her cry for me. Every day she had tears in her eyes for me. I caught a case, shorty took the whole ride with me. Thank you. At first, we were friends, then became lovers. Oh, I want to hear the song now. <laughs> you was more than my girl. We was like brothers. On late nights, we would play, fight, undercovers. Now you gone. I can't love you like I really want to. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. And I chose this because I feel like Puffy is the most, for me anyway, uh, my generation, I'll say, um, is the most popular example of child. Because, you know, he changed his name. Anything bad happened, Puffy go and changed his name. And this was the time. This was in 2001. So he was not Puffy. I just call him Puffy all the time. Yeah, because I couldn't keep up. But he was not Puffy. In this song, he was actually P. Diddy. And um, that was after that club lawsuit. Y'all know what we talking about. And he was with J-Lo. He lost J-Lo because she was like, oh, no. Like, you black, black. Like, you you start in trouble. You about to go to jail. She dropped in real quick. He was bad for business. And so he really wanted to disassociate from his bad boy, which was the name of his label, right? He really wanted to disassociate from his um, bad boy persona. And I, to me, I'll say that for me. I'm not saying my generation, but for me, that was one of the biggest examples growing up because he was he was the first person I've ever heard um, actually have a, a name party. Like, he had, like, a naming ceremony. Like, he threw a party because his name changed. He changed, like, on the song. If you look up the song, it's P. Diddy. It's not Puffy. Like, every time he does it, because he's done it several times, I think his, na- his name now is Love or something. Hmm. I don't know. But every single time, he follows through. Like, he changes the paperwork. He makes an announcement. Like, he goes all in and changes his name. And he and it's effective. Because when he changed to P. Diddy, it was effective. People didn't really see the bad boy persona. He's dropping these little love songs, even though everybody knows Puffy's like a little jerk. Like, you know what I'm saying? It kind of worked to make you think something different about the way, you know about who this person was. Puff Daddy, like, it wasn't Puff Daddy. It, was P- it was just, it wasn't a big change. P. Diddy. Like, it definitely uh, changed the vibes. Mm. Um, so I thought it was just a great example of how uh, renaming can um, basically be rebranding, pretty much. Uh, very effective strategy. Go Puff. Um, what's yours? Okay. Follow me, follow me, follow me, but you better not slip. Because now Trizzy's the years here. For me to lace up my grip. <laughs> so I ain't holding nothing back. And once again, I got five on the 20 sack. It's like that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Rat tat tat tat. Because I never hesitate to put a fool on his back. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so peep out the manuscript. See that this is a must. We drop gangster shows up. What's my name? <laughs> I forgot about that song. Snoop Doggy. 1993. Um, that was it was a catchy song. I'm not even a Snoop fan, but um that was a good one. Mm. That was a good one. Why'd you pick that? Cause that's the that's, so that was his first name. He's so proud of his name. He wants to tell everybody who is who he is in nineteen
I'm gonna give you bars. That was cool. Nah. Uh, that was a good song. What about nah. P Diddy? You ain't gonna get P Diddy. <laughs> bars on P Diddy. He probably ain't gonna write it. You know what? Let me not <laughs> allegedly. Let me not. <laughs> nah, bars. Sorry, Puff Puff Love P Diddy, whatever the name is now. I just heard. I'm just saying. I heard. You might not have even written it, so don't be mad. You didn't get bars. That's fine. Mm. I ain't gonna be mad. Um, I ain't really put that in either. But I, again, I take lessons wherever the universe gives me the opportunity to take lessons. Mm. Um, now to do with that what y'all want. Okay, so I think that's it, y'all. Let's see. Um, I don't have any shout outs. Do you have any shout outs? Shout out to everybody staying healthy. Word. COVID free. For the COVID survivors. Like, I feel like that should be a thing. For the COVID survivors, yes. shout out to y'all. Um, yeah. For the people that are putting their immune system first and drinking their teas and eating healthy and choosing their health every day. If there ever was a time for you to change your diet, mm. it would be now. Listen, we already spoke. We all know. We can get into it. <laughs> we already spoke on that. But yes, so that will be our shout outs. You're absolutely right. Um, I have a, do have a quote. And it's going to be from Confucius. And it's the beginning of wisdom is the ability to call things by their right names. So when you think about your awakening, when you think about what you identify as, uh, for myself, I identify as a, a powerful force. So storm is perfect. Um, again, that is the beginning of your wisdom. Your beginning of awakening is calling things by their rightful names. And thank you, Confucius. Um, homework assignment. Oh, I do have a homework assignment. And that is to think about the question and Konnikova's article. I love that ending question. And, um, which was, what signals does your name send? What does it imply? And I'm going to ask you, Keith. What signals does your name send, and what does it imply? Give people some ideas to answer the question on their own. Hmm. What you think? My my first name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my first name sends and implies. Yep. What signals does it send, and what does it imply? Hmm. Honesty. Okay. And, uh... So all Keiths are honest? I know I am. <laughs> Which can be... a problem for some people. <laughs> for what people? People who don't like the truth. Oh, okay. People who... who the truth hurts. Okay. You know, so... That's it, honesty. Honesty and yeah, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Otherwise, I got to think about it. Okay, that's what's up. Um, I already answered the question a little bit. I already told y'all. Um, force of nature, sir. Do not look at me like that. Keith is touching my feet and trying to act like it smells, and it's it smells wonderful. It smells delicious. I should put a toe in your mouth. No. It smells delicious. What you did not don't. <laughs> what? I should, cause it's what? Th- why are you touching my feet and smelling it? It smells wonderful. It smells like I smell like flowers. Shh. I smell like flowers. Shh. Thank you. Quiet. Do you hear me? Quiet. Do you hear me? Quiet. Thank you. Let's not talk. Thank about you. Any who's <sighs> storm force of nature, 
you know what I mean, a necessary energy in this world, right? Um, beautiful, wild, courageous, yeah. all that good stuff. Um, so that that's that's what the signals my name sends, and those are what it implies, and it's intentional. Um, so yeah. I would love for you guys hit us up. We have a Facebook page when we're poetic, um, when we're poetic podcast on Instagram. Hit me up. Let me know what your names send, what names, what signals your name sends, and what it implies. I love to hear other people's perspectives. Please engage with me. I love you guys digitally. I will, you know, I'm not an in person kind of person, but digitally, virtually. Mm. Y'all are my peoples, all right? This is when we're poetic, sending love and light your way. Peace. Bye, guys.